morning, everybody. We are here. It's Jen and John Majors here with you today. Good morning. And we are so excited to be with you today. Today is episode 11 of Leadership, if you can believe it or not. Um, And today we're coming to you as promised to just share our story about how we partner together in marriage and family and faith and then eventually in business. And um, as as we do, we're going to be going digging deep and sharing some real personal stories of what we've um, gone through and how we've come through and how today is actually our 15-year wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. Yeah, happy anniversary to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I'm just going to start sharing now. This one's going to go a little bit longer because we're just going to share our hearts. And so I'm expecting today to be about an hour. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, But before we get started, anything you want to share? No, we're just going to get cracking at it. Okay, wonderful. And as you will learn, I am the talker in the relationship. So, um, which is beautiful. Um. So John Majors and I met back in 2007. When I first came to Alaska, I actually met him the very same month I arrived. And we met initially on Match.com. My girlfriends in Yuma, Arizona, from where I came from, thought it was a funny thing for me to have a Match.com. And so um, they kind of had this joke that I was going to Alaska. I'd been single for a lot of time. And if you've heard my story, you know this. And kind of joked and said, oh, you're going to Alaska. The ratio between men and women is like eight to one. Jen, you're definitely going to meet your husband. And I was like, oh, beautiful. Okay. And I was not really awesomely excited about having a match.com. But here we are. Um, Met John at the end of August 2007, went on our first date together. And I believe we fell in love that first night. What do you think, babe? I think that's correct. (laughs) Putting you right on the spot. front of all these people um fell in love and of course I brought two children along with me Angelica and Jaden and I can remember when I used to dream about getting married and finding the man in my life I really was focused more on finding a man who was going to be a beautiful dad to Angelica and Jaden and somebody who would absolutely accept them just as their as his own. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that John is that man. And I am so grateful for that baby. So grateful that you love them. That's awesome. I do love them. Yep. Um, And I'll just share this really quick. So I don't forget in 2012, John actually adopted Angelica and Jaden and they're officially majors babies and had their birth certificates changed to having John even be on their birth certificate and everything, which for them was such a beautiful, beautiful blessing, especially both of them. And I can remember Angelica praying as a little girl, like she would come to me and ask me for a daddy. And I would, I was so not dating and so not about having another relationship that I would just look at her and kind of get an attitude and be like, well, you should just pray for that because mommy is not even trying to get a daddy. And so I fully believe that Angelica prayed for John and that he arrived in our life at the absolute perfect time. 
it was a tough time in my life. I had just gotten here and my, I was staying with my brother and his wife and that was not working out as planned. And so, um, I I remember I went on a run one day. Um, things were kind of chaotic at home, not working out. It was very clear that I was going to either have to move out, which I couldn't afford really to do or go, just go back to Arizona. And I was ready to tuck tail, tuck my tail between my legs and say I had failed in Alaska and go back to Arizona. But I went on a run and I prayed during that run. And I can remember feeling very led by God to come to Alaska in the very first place. And so um, during this run, I got pretty angry with God. And I said, God, you know, you said for me to come and here I am and here I am going to have to go back. And I said, you said that you would provide all of my needs and here I am not getting my needs provided to. And I prayed specifically for a husband. I was like, I'm ready to partner with somebody and to live life with somebody. And I am just going to trust and believe that you are sending him to me. And that week I met John. And so I invite you, if there's anything you might be experiencing where you feel like you trusted and it's not working out, I really encourage you to talk to God and ask him, you know, what's the deal, God, your word says this and, um, talk to him just like he's right there with you. So we fell in love that first night and we dated. I mean, we couldn't not be together. Like that was a big thing that we noticed right away is that we just had to mm -hmm. spend as much time as we could together. But I would not live with him. That was like the stipulation. I would not live with him unless we were married. Um, I just had decided in my heart that I wasn't going to do that. And so... I'd say a month into our relationship, we both just kind of looked at each other and decided that we wanted to get married. And then less than 90 days later, November 17th, we were married. So, um, and our children were excited about it. It took Jaden a little bit of extra time. He was really not about this other male in my life. I can remember us like in the bathroom together after we had gotten married. I think maybe it was early in the morning and we were showering together or something like that. And Jaden was upset about that. And it took Jaden mm -hmm. probably a few years to really get used to John and be okay with him being there. Jaden challenged John for a long time about certain things. And so they've definitely grown together and are, it's, it's so funny because my dad has a little bit of red hair. As you can see, John's got some good red hair here. Um, and Jaden has red hair and they look so much alike. People will see us out and just tell me how much Angelica and Jaden look so much like John. And I think that's such a beautiful blessing. And, um, yeah, just thanks for being you. I'm so I just feel so much love and so much gratitude for where we've come through. So we get married November 17th and we have our wedding. And for some reason, John didn't remember his parents' wedding anniversary. But um, I remember meeting John's mom and being absolutely in love with her. And I remember like loving John so much more after I met his mama. <laughs> 
And I remember after we got married, we're standing outside, like waiting for people to come greet us at our wedding. And she stopped me and she goes, you know, today's our wedding anniversary. And I was like, no way, no way. And that just blessed me so much to know that we got married on their wedding anniversary without even trying. Not even knowing it. Yep. (laughs) It was not planned for sure. Yep. So there we are. Um, and John is also 10 years older than me. And part of the reason why he was looking, um, on match.com in the age category that I was, I was 26 when we got married and he was 36 is because he really wanted to have babies. And even though I brought these two beautiful children along who at that time, when we got married were nine and seven, John wanted to have some babies of his own and he doesn't have any biological kids. And so I was down with that too. I wanted to have more babies. And so we tried right away to get pregnant and we achieved getting pregnant right away and then started losing our babies. And I share this in the first episode, I believe of my podcast and we lost babies, uh, eight babies in total. And it got to the point where at, when I was 30 years old, I had to have a full radical hysterectomy. And so that canceled out our ability to have any biological children of our own. And we really have come to this place of just trusting and understanding that that was for us and for our growth and our spirits and our family and We love our little babies that are up in heaven. And we have this dream that when we go to heaven, that we're going to be greeted by all eight of our little babies, just ready for us to hold them and love them. And we do kind of have this awareness too, that they're out there looking over us and all that kind of stuff. So even though that was a really hard time in our life, we feel really blessed just to have been pregnant and have these little people out there somewhere. And absolutely. Yeah. And, um, so there we are, um, going through miscarriage after miscarriage and I was pretty much falling apart and John was really taking the reins of supporting our family financially, emotionally, physically. He was cooking the meals, cleaning the house, taking care of the kids. And I was pretty depressed. I can remember one time I'm working at the university here in Fairbanks And I am in the bathroom and I've realized that I've had another miscarriage and I am laying on the ground on the tiled floor of this public restroom in like a fetal position. And I always brought my cell phone with me as I think a lot of us do when we go to the bathroom, but I had my cell phone and I remember calling him and just telling him, you just have to come get me. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get out of this bathroom by the time you get here. So here's where I'm at. And he definitely came and rescued me for sure and took care of me and loved me and was such a beautiful caretaker and continued on to be. So during this time of my miscarriages, I also began to have these very serious medical issues. And I went through about 10 surgeries also during this. It was like a two or three year period where I'm losing eight babies and having 10 surgeries. And I would say by the time I am 31, 32, John's 41, 42, I am on so much medication. I am addicted to pain medication because I'm on, I'm having chronic 
severe chronic physical pain. And so I'm on Percocet, which did not have a good reaction, oftentimes made me very irritable and angry and upset. And um, it was very clear I needed to get off of that. But when I remember every morning, my chronic pain was so bad that I really wondered if I was going to make it to the age of 40. And I often thought if I do... I'm probably going to be in a wheelchair because that's how bad my chronic pain was. And I can remember this particular morning where I, John, oftentimes had to help me out of bed in the morning. And this one particular morning, I'm just so embarrassed. I need his help out of the bed. And then he's holding me and walking backwards and guiding me to the bathroom. And I can't even make it to the bathroom before I just start peeing on myself. And I just remember crying and him just holding me and loving me through that. And he would just, without me even having to ask, get up and guide me to the bathroom and anything I needed, he would be there. And so that was us for quite a long time. And I think both of us wondered if it would ever end, if we'd ever get out of it. And we just were not sure at this same time, we are having issues with our finances because I'm not able to really work very much. We have piled on, piled on um, medical debt and debt from credit cards and things like that to help us live. And we end up needing to file for bankruptcy. And so we go through that process, which, as you know and hear the statistics of divorce and such, you know, marriages fail because of lots of things, but financial reasons being one of the number one things. And I can remember just feeling like really helpless and hopeless, like we're never going to get through this process. And I also, as I've shared with you before, found... um Inspire Leadership Academy and started taking Inspire Leadership Academy in 2013. And that was a breaking open of awareness, as I've shared before, about what things that I just needed to be aware of and see that was going on inside of me and an opportunity for me to just really take the time to process and heal And then a few years later, John also decided to take Inspire Leadership Academy because what was also occurring in our marriage is that because I was so medically um, and physically hurting and going through this chronic pain and this painkiller kind of addiction, even though I needed it, I needed it. I felt like I couldn't live without it. Um. I had found that John was starting to behave in ways of like infidelity, even though he didn't actually have a physical affair. He was having communication with women. And I found that out during this process. And that was super devastating to me. I felt a lot of distrust. And Mm -hmm. I can remember sharing with John, um, that don't make me waste my good years. I was getting ready to head into my thirties or in my thirties. And don't, if you don't want me, just leave. Don't, don't cheat on me. You know, don't be dishonest with me. 
And he and I started to go to counseling. We committed to ourselves that we would go to counseling together and separately. And so we began to do that. And we took a three-year journey in counseling. And every week, every other week, we would have a personal counseling and then a, a counseling together. And I can remember one of these moments where one of the things that used to frustrate the life out of John that I would do is he could not even leave my presence without me being like, where are you going, babe? And he'd be like, I'm just going downstairs to the basement to do laundry or something. And I'd be like, oh, okay. But it would frustrate him. And I would often need to know where he was going or where he was going to be home. And during counseling, um, we discovered that I had attachment issues. Imagine <laughs> all that I had gone through. And I had these actual attachment disorder issues that made me and my subconscious and my everything in my physical body think that every time John was leaving, he was abandoning me and not going to come back. And I didn't realize that's where that was coming from. And then once we're sitting at counseling together, the counselor relays this to John and John goes, oh, and that beautiful light bulb of awareness calmed him down, calmed me down. We both understood where we were coming from. And so we were able to really <clears throat> work with that and decide that we were going to love each other through it. And I think uh, with everything that we've ever gone through, we consistently choose to love each other. We consistently choose to be there for each mm -hmm. other, no matter what. When we took our marriage vows, you know, the vows that you say in sickness and in health and better or for worse in richer or poorer, we really believed that that to be true and something that we had vowed before God and before each other and before our children, our parents to do. And so we stayed committed to that fact. And we just always be choosing love, huh, yeah. baby? Yeah. And, yeah. and marriage vows are important. Keeping your word, you know, it's so easy to just take the easy road these days and move out, you know, or move on in a relationship because of this thing or that thing. And I find that in my opinion, that a lot of people just don't want to put effort into relationships. They just want everything to be, have an easy button. Yeah. And then when it's not easy, they just move on to the next relationship or, you know, um, situation. And then they wonder why the same thing keeps happening to them. That's right. So I always say, just check the common denominator, which is typically yourself. That's right. And then make the improvements that you need to make because, yeah. you know, um, when I got married, I wasn't going to plan. I wasn't planning on getting married twice. Um, it was a one and done type commitment. And, you know, that's probably why I had been in my thirties before I even got married. So, mm -hmm. you know, all the past relationships just, you know, you find out that, you know, when the going gets tough, you know, you either embrace it and, put your head down and work through it, or you just run away. And I've never been one to run away from things. Mm, yeah. So, you know, I'm, you, you know, there's a couple of times where, you know, the frustration of the situation caused me to make decisions that were poor and, you know, we worked through that and it's to the point where, you know, I realized that that was my way of, um, 
checking out, if you will, in, in, in a situation of stress and stuff like that. And I worked through that and then getting into ILA where, you know, Inspire Leadership Academy, you know, it was something that I took, I took kind of took it under protest, but <laughs> I still took it. Uh, but during that course of <clears throat> Inspire Leadership Academy, I found a new job that over doubled my salary, gave us the opportunity for me to work at home, um, work much, much less than what I had been working, um, probably 60% less time investment over doubling my salary. So to me, it was like three, four years I worked there was just like fantastic. Um, it just was ended up not being a fulfilling job. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's why I chose to move on from that one. Um, cause it was just right at the right time, you know, being in the right space at the right time type of yeah. situation that caused me to be able to, you know, get through some of those situations and not stress about money or, or, you know, relationship or something. We could really focus on, on family and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think that was all just perfect timing. So, yeah, me too. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk about taking a hundred percent responsibility for your life and everything in it. As our last episode was all about that. That's definitely something that John and I have both decided individually to do and in our marriage and in our parenting and in our dreams of having our, our own business, yeah. which we'll talk about here in a moment that it really is up to us and it really has nothing to do with the external person. It has like my life really and how I grow and achieve really has nothing to do with John. It really is about me and how I am going to be with myself as I go through or grow through things. And the same is true for John, which is a tool that we learn through ILA, which is Inspire Leadership Academy. And we are super grateful for that. And we continue to do that because we are still not perfect people. Imagine, I don't think, and we're not going to be, uh, we're not going to be perfect people. That's the thing. We're two imperfect people who both come from a childhood of trauma in some shape or form. You guys know my story. John was raised by a beautiful man and woman who um, his dad was, his mama was a really young mama too. She got pregnant when she was 16 and his dad um, was a little bit older. And right away while she was pregnant with John actually got drafted, right? He was mm -hmm. drafted into the army mm -hmm. to go fight in Vietnam. And so at the young age of 22, 20, something like that, something like that he went into Vietnam and didn't even meet John until how old were you? Uh, I think over a year old. Oh, over a year oh. old. And just back in those days, you know, they didn't have a lot of tools for soldiers who came back after fighting a pretty violent war. And he had experienced some obviously deep stuff and so was dealing with a lot of anger and PTSD mm -hmm. and trauma himself. And so John was raised in sometimes not a super calm and loving environment, um, sometimes pretty hard and heavy and angry and a lot of um, just tough things. And so, and we love you, dad and mom, if you're listening, we love you guys so much and are so grateful for the example. John's parents are still married to this day. 
John is 51. So they've been married for at least 51 years. Yeah. I think a year longer than a year longer. So 52 yeah. years. And they are such a beautiful example of love and choosing love. Yeah. I think and... this year is their 52nd anniversary. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you because it's our anniversary. It's your yeah. anniversary too. So happy anniversary, mom and dad. We love you so much. Um, and here we are. So John shared, he had this opportunity to go from working from home. And during this time I become a realtor and probably three years in, I get this dream that I really want. I've kind of always had this. I saw a post that I posted on Facebook, like eight years ago or nine, 10 years ago or something where I was like, my dream is that we get to spend all day together because I miss him so much. And so I really had this dream of creating a family business. I wanted to work with him and I think he wanted to work with me. Sometimes I wonder if he still does not. <laughs> we do a good job together. Um, so we got in very, very clear about that. And in 2018, we started a family business. Mm -hmm. And last year in 2021, we went fully out independent on our own. And our daughter joined us a little before that. And she works with us and our son now works with us as our professional photographer. And here we are having this family business and partnering not only in marriage and family, but also in business now. And as you can imagine, that can bring its own set of challenges. And so we continue to grow through that. And one thing I noticed is that um, and one thing we've talked about and one and something that I continuously grow and tr attempt to heal and shift is this because I didn't have a really great example as a dad for a dad as a kid. And then I became a, a mom very young and didn't have a dad in their life. I took on this masculine role um, as a woman and as a mother and as a business partner where um, I oftentimes was very, so our masculine energy is very like um, giving. It's very, um, it's very powerful. It is kind of more forceful. I can't think of another word than a feminine energy, whereas a feminine energy is more of a receiving energy, a calmer energy, and so I was definitely cloaked in my masculine energy. I had got some feminine energy too, for sure. But one, one thing I noticed partnering in business with John together, especially is that, oh, it's important for me as a woman, I'm the broker of Majors Realty Group. So I guess you'd say I'm kind of the boss a little bit. And so... Um, there's been some challenges as far as releasing that um, masculine energy and putting on more of my feminine energy and allowing John to really step into his masculine energy and be who he is in our business, who is our um, CEO, our leader, our um, top sales agent, uh, as he's always been the top dog in sales all his career. <laughs> Um, and our sales team leader. So he's now begun uh, mentoring our sales team and growing them into being top sales agents themselves and 
delivering all the goodness he has to teach and just working with that and learning that it's not bad or wrong that I had that energy going on and that sometimes I'll still tend to put it on. Um, but that, thank you, John, for being such a safe, beautiful space that I can even practice putting it on and taking it off and being, and you're so forgiving and loving even when I'm doing that and, and you're willing to be open with me about how it feels for mm -hmm. you and how it affects you. And I see um, how it has a kind of, it can sometimes have a negative effect on the business and stuff. And also just being a married couple and just having a family business where our kids are here too. And we have other people on our team, just learning how to be in the workplace mm -hmm. And at home, how to have boundaries, right? How yeah. to establish ourselves so that we aren't talking about real estate 24 hours, seven days a week yeah. at home, because that can get old. Mm -hmm. There's times I'm like, um, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> There's no more uh, real estate talk here, people. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, you hear people say family businesses don't work because they're so hard, they're so difficult, or spouses that are in the real estate industry or even running their own business together, how it's, I heard a comment lately that they somebody didn't want to work with their significant other because they wanted to stay together. And it's interesting to me that people think like that um, because it, it is it is possible. You have, just have to set, set boundaries and stick to them and, you know, it's not perfect by any means, but, you know, at the end of the day, you can establish boundaries and have a good working relationship as well as a relationship outside of work. Yeah. Um, I just think it's in, the intentionality of the process, yeah, you know, I mean, if, so if you're intentional and you know what you want and how you want it, you can design it how you, how it needs to be. That's you don't right. have to assume that you can't work with your spouse or you're going to end up divorced. Yeah. It, happens it happens quite often, mm -hmm. but I also think that there's underlying issues with that stuff. Absolutely. I don't think that people set boundaries or communicate effectively or, you know, one thing happens and, and another response happens and then it's just a snowball effect on the relationship. And then you just end up splitting your business and going mm -hmm. separate ways and everybody hates each other. And then, yeah. you know, and has it been easy? No. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where the opportunity, you know, the, the juice is worth the squeeze, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. If I had to do it over again, I'd do it all over again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just too. gets to the point where, you know, at the end of the day, anything like that is an excuse. That's right. And, you know, um, everybody can have excuses. Yeah. And they make excuses. I was even told one time by uh, a friend of mine that they didn't combine bank accounts after they got married because you just never know they might end up getting a divorce. Well, 12 years later, they got a divorce. So yeah. them having uncombined finances as a, you know, as spouses worked out for them. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I heard that periodically through the years and I can't help but imagine that maybe that was an intention that was set in the beginning yeah. You know, what you focus on grows okay. as we've heard that a time or two. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in those situations where, you know, if you have a outcome already in your mind of how things are going to work, well, you have a realistic possibility of those circumstances evolving and happening. Yeah. And 
if you don't correct your thought process and you don't do set boundaries and you don't put parameters in place and um, be committed to the end game, you know, and not give up and not make excuses, you can achieve your mission and objectives yeah. if you want to. That's if you right. want the easy way out, I encourage you to take the easy way out. But mm-hmm. we're not those people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're committed to growing our family business and we work well together mm-hmm. 85% of the time. That's right. But any business partnership is going to have conflict yeah. and concerns and issues and obstacles. And just because you're married to somebody or with somebody or related to somebody doesn't mean it's going to be bad. That's right. So mm-hmm. that's my two cents on that. Oh, I like it. Thank you. Yeah. I would not want to partner with anybody else. Truly, truly. It's been such a beautiful blessing. And something that he mentioned is so true. You know, it is all about our intention. And I can remember um, my broker mentor shared, we asked him, or I heard a question asked about what happens to married people who open a business together, open a brokerage together. And he said, they get divorced. And that hung in the back of my mind for a long time. And when John had his heart attack, when he had his cardiac arrest in 2019, Something happened in me that for that whole next year, I could not think of anything really else but divorce. I think just the fear of John potentially leaving and all that attachment disorder that I kind of came along with really began to get inside of my heart and my spirit. And I became really fearful. Plus John was dealing with some PTSD stuff and some anger about what he had gone through and his physical things that he was experiencing and going through some, what we call PTSD and frustration and anger. There was a couple of moments where he never hurt me or anything like that, but there was one day where he picked up a chair and just kind of slammed it on the ground. And that terrified me to a point where I actually got in my car and left that day and parked in front of a hotel planning to leave and sat on the phone crying with my coach and mentor and best friend about the situation. And she coached me through and I ultimately decided to go home. And I was very, very grateful I chose to do that because my little granddaughter just didn't understand where I had gone. And I can't imagine if I had not come home that day, what she would have thought um, and probably felt abandoned herself. Mm. And I would was abandoning John and my other and my two children and my grandson. And so chose to go home. But what I noticed during that time, during this year, that year, was all the propaganda that's out there promoting divorce. Everything. It's like uh, all my social media and all my feed all knew what was going on in my mind and heart. And everything was promoting this divorce, divorce. It's good to divorce. Definitely divorce. You don't want to be going through that divorce. And it made me really, really aware of the need for, as I decided to stay in and choose love, and I was shaming and guilting myself over feeling this way. I was sharing with John how I was feeling, and he was feeling rejected and unloved and also going through all this stuff after his heart attack and then to part to have that on top of it. But we made a commitment to really be open with each other. And even if there's conflict, to choose the conflict that 
that that's for us and to process through it, realizing what a need there is in our world for pro-marriage and pro-staying committed and pro-choosing love and understanding that we are spiritual beings living a human existence and human behavior is one of two things. It's either love or it's a call for love and seeing all behavior that is not in line with loving as a call for that loving. And I think about had I left, you know, the rejection and the hurt that would have been on Jonathan as he's going through that. And I'm so, so grateful that we continue to choose each other and to choose love mm -hmm. and to choose our intention and to really, we are powerful creators, people, powerful creators. As you create it in your mind, you can have it in your hands and in your life. And so we, we still are just big old dreamers and we have so many big dreams we want to have and do and be mm -hmm. together and we're getting ready to enter this space in our life where our children are moving out. And um, in 2023, we're going to be empty nesters, I think. Our son moves out this month. Our daughter's buying a house next year. And so we're going to have this big old house together. And I can't even explain how excited I am to just really spend time together and continue getting to know each other and learning about each other and growing together in love and mm -hmm. life and in business. Cause I don't think real estate's it for us. I think that our business ideas are bigger than real estate and going to just keep growing and, um, everything we do, yeah. I yeah. choose you and choose to do it with you. Yeah. I love you. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting journey for sure. And, Going back to my heart attack and everything back in 2019, it's coming up on the three-year mark where, you know, I'm hopefully going to be out of the woods on that yeah. traumatic experience. But mm -hmm. it's been a growing um, experience for sure. Um, dying three times, you know, and then being resuscitated after multiple um, death experiences. It's kind of like one of those things where you put a lot of things into a different perspective of what matters, what doesn't, um, you know, tolerance for BS kind of mm -hmm. goes out the window. Um, when people want to make excuses, um, you know, I, I was watching a movie recently, um, very funny. And the person his his phrase is, but did you die? <laughs> and, I wonder what movie you that know, was. <laughs> it's interesting because that whole phrase asked in a really straightforward question when somebody's complaining yeah. means a lot different now than it did in 2018, yeah. 2019. Right. Oh, yeah. So now the perspective of, but did you die? Mm -hmm. Your life could be a lot worse. It could be, I mean, a lot of things happen for a reason. The, the insanity of, um, some of the excuses that you hear why things aren't going a certain way or why you're choosing to behave a certain way are just irrelevant. That's so, right. you know, in a situation like that, you know, I just don't give that kind of thing any as much, you know, of course I'm human, I'm going to fail and just have to move on. But I try and do my best to not give things as much energy as other 
situations. I, you know, like, like I did in the past, you know, dwelling on certain situations, focusing on certain things, just don't have time for that. Time is just, your life is just a fragment of, of your, of time. Mm -hmm. So putting it into perspective, I got a second opportunity and, you know, I've cut a lot of drama out of my life and unnecessary things. And I'll continue to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, People that come into my life that kind of drain me and, I don't realize it at first and then I do. And then I just realize what is going on and I will just pull the plug on that and move forward. Um, it does a lot with eliminating the drama and ex- like, I keep going back to excuses. Yeah. Why somebody acts a certain way, you know, Hey, that's just that person. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's not just that person. That's you know, right. that's just an excuse. Yeah. So Everybody should be accountable for their own behaviors and actions. And I am now, Mm -hmm. and I used to make excuses and, you know, yes, I had a rough 2020, Mm -hmm. you know, I was on some very terrible medications. I just, um, went through my, my experience of dying three times and then, um, depression, you know, the concept of what the hell am I doing here? What's my purpose? Um, you know, and that's all still being flushed out, you know? I mean, we're yeah. to the point where it's been three years. I still talk about it because it impacts me every day. I think yeah. about that experience every day mm-hmm. I'm awake. Every single moment of my life is here and a blessing to me. And I'm so grateful for it. And if anybody is out there wasting time, mm-hmm. making excuses, just get your stuff together already. Mm-hmm. Do your best and quit yeah. making excuses and embrace your loved ones. Forget people that have offended you in the past. If somebody hurts your feelings, just move on. That's mm-hmm. not their problem. Your problem. It's their problem. That's so right. if somebody doesn't like you for who you are, that's not your problem. Don't give it a, even a second of your energy yeah. because all, all you're doing is, giving that person power over you. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things coming in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I do feel like it's in the right direction. Uh, we're all going to be faced with circumstances, dealing with people that you don't like, dealing people with, you know, dealing with people that don't like you. Um, and as I said, I don't have the energy for it because I'm going to focus on love and moving forward and making good decisions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going to be 52 and it's time to focus on myself and my family and put myself and my family over the needs of others mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, I still care about people. You know, I'll, I help people. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I want to do the right thing, but I don't have time for the bottom 50% of the negativity in my life. Yeah. So, you know, cut the cord where you have to, mm-hmm. you know, stay the course and love yourself. Loving yeah. yourself is probably the most important thing you can do. Absolutely. Self-care. I never really believed in self-care. Never thought it was a big thing until 2020. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your lifestyle will catch up to you. Um, have joy, yeah. do things that bring you joy. Yeah. Um, love your loved ones because they might not be here tomorrow. That's and, right. you know, I see it all the time. So uh, this person passed away or that person passed away. Well, you know, I was the person that died and Mm -hmm. got a second opportunity. So from my point of view, everything is relative. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like 
you put it into your own perspective and you just move forward with your own perspective. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're, you're doing that, you can make positive change in your life. That's right. So that's all I have to say about that. Wow. Falling in love even more over here. Oh my goodness. He is so right. He is so right that we have the power to shift our lives, that we are powerful creators, that we need to let go of excuses and choose love and choose what it is and take 100% responsibility for our lives and everything in it. Our life, not John's life. My job is not to take 100% responsibility for John's life. My job is to take 100% responsibility for my own life. And so, and to choose love and to choose and to ensure that everything we do, that love is at the center of it all. And so thank you for being here with me today. I know this is not the most comfortable thing for you to do. And I know this is such a blessing, not only for me, for us, but mm -hmm. for everybody who's going to listen to this. Well, and, ho hopefully, you yeah. know, one thing I will say, uh, you know, many, many years I just circled myself with people that I felt like mattered that really didn't matter. Yeah. So, you know, just protect yourself and put people in your life that matter. Yeah. And that are going to build you up, not That's right. take, not deplete you. That's right. That's right. So choose each other. If you're married, if um, you might be going through stuff, just remember that, you know, when we fall in love, we have all those beautiful, warm and fuzzy feelings. Uh, it doesn't usually stay. I mean, there's life is happening. And so sometimes people decide not to choose each other because that warm and fuzzy feeling isn't there anymore. And our job is to choose each other and to every day wake up and decide, I'm going to choose you today. And that love is at the center of everything that we do. And that John is absolutely right that you don't have to be stuck in whatever you're stuck in, that you have the ability to create, promote, and allow everything that your heart dreams of. The deep desires of your heart are there for a reason. Start to move forward and to reach the goals and dreams that you have for yourself, for your family. I promise you that you can achieve them. And so thank you. Thank you for being here with us today, um, celebrating us. We celebrate you. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. And just like John said, he wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything that's happened because it's made us who we are. It's allowed us to have the heart that we have and to do the things that we do. And we pray it's been a blessing to you. And so here we are. It's about 46 minutes in. So we didn't get a whole hour in, but that's okay. We're close enough. And here's what I'll just share. We do, I do not, I intentionally do not edit these videos because I want it to be very authentic. My intention with these is that we are truly authentic with everything that we say. And so we, there's no editing happening here, people. Um, so it just is what it is. And I'm so blessed to be in partnership in life with you, John Majors, and I'm so blessed to be here with each one of you. So next week, we're going to be sharing about gratitude and how it changes everything. I invite you to um, come. I invite you to share this with anybody that you think this might be a blessing uh, to them to hear. And thanks for all your love and support. This has been an incredible experience. And until next time, my friends. Mm -hmm.